Welcome to the Lewis Mocker Snaps Audio Library. In these short lessons, you'll learn practical tools, philosophies, and strategies designed to help you empower every area of your life. Mr. Snap, good morning. What's going on? It's a very nice day today. Today, I'm going to share a little bit of a process that will help you become more wealthy and also help you to, to know a little bit more about yourself, to get to know yourself a little bit better. Most people don't know themselves very well. Uh, growing wealth is kind of like getting healthy. The principles aren't complicated. It's not, it, it's not that fucking hard. It's called get an income, save a little portion of it, invest it. If you want to, for my coaching clients, you know my 10-10-20 rule. That's save 10% of your income, invest it at 10% per year, and in 20 years, you'll have complete 100% income replacement, including inflation adjustment. So if you're 18 now, please do this. If you go and make a $500 a week, save $50 a week. If you go and make a thousand a week, put aside your, put aside your hundred, get your 10%, invest it at 10%. You start that at 20 years old and you have options at 40. You can decide if you want to go to work or not. And that's just the most basic elementary shit. That's not trading. That's not speculating. That's not advanced growth. That's very elementary easy because you start to see as people start going into their 40s and 50s and they still have to go to work because they don't have the option you know that they didn't do it they didn't do the 10 10 20 because if they did they would have options now in fact if you start making a thousand a week which is below average now average income in australia is 80 grand i read but if you go and make your fifty thousand a year that's a thousand a week you get your 100 savings which is 10 percent and that's gonna go up with inflation, you invest it at 10%. In 40 years, you have somewhere in the ballpark of 10 million, 10 milli. And that accounts for accelerated savings growth, which is what we teach infinite prosperity students. There's a few tiny little tweaks in there, but still what I'm talking about here is 10% a year. That's, fuck me, that's easy. So go into your family dynamic now and look at the people in the 50s and the 60s and your aunties and the uncles and the grandparents or whatever. How many of them got 10 milli? Because if they don't have in that ballpark, they didn't invest properly. The question is why? Let me tell you why. Get the pen, get the paper, write this down. What do I spend my money on? And then you wanna do a list. And it has to be ordered, put it in order. What is the number one thing that my money goes on? Maybe it's rent, maybe it's mortgage. What's the second thing I spend money on? You wanna really thoroughly go through your finances and take a look at how much you're spending each month, how much you're spending on the mortgage, on the car, and you wanna rank it, put it in order. So few people know where their money's going. It, 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 blows my, it blows me away. People don't know where their money's going. So often in my coaching, I say, what do you spend your money on? They say, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Log on to your internet banking. You've got, you got the fucking numbers there. That's the thing with money. It's very objective. You get all the data there. It tells you where your money's going. Look, people don't want to look. They have shame. Have you ever had that? You don't want to log on to your internet banking because you kind of feel sick logging on and seeing the number? Let me know if you've swipe up and let me know if you've had that. A lot of people have that. So they just turn a blind eye. They don't want to fucking know about it. And as soon as you do that, you will not make money. So go and do your list. And then somewhere on the list, either high or either low, you'll have save and invest. Some people don't save and invest at all. It'll be right at the bottom. Some people save and invest most of their income. They'll be right at the top. The position of this on the list will determine your wealth. Because look what happens here when you go and get the income, you go and get the pay rise, you go get the promotion, you might make your 100000 a year at the job. That's really cool. But if this is down here, it's not really that important to you. All your money is going to be going on an upgraded mortgage, bigger house, bigger car, better holidays. And by the time you get down to here, you've got none of it left. And by the way, this goes up with your income. This scales up. This order 
this order of priorities, your hierarchy of soul's desires, as I call it, will scale up as your income scales up. You're going to make a million a year, guess what? Faster car, bigger house. You're going to make your 10 million a year, guess what? More cars, more houses, more holidays, first class. You've got the, all the brands. If this is down the bottom, you can, make, you can make 100 million a year and still not save a cent of it. Many people do. Step one, go and write your list. Go and write your list in order. Know your numbers. Go and do your numbers. Take a photo of it. Send it to me. I won't publicly post it, but I'll give you a thumbs up. Go and know your shit. That's the first step in knowing what's important to you and where your money's going. Step two, three levels of why. Anyone who, anyone here has done my HOSD form, my uh, purpose finding formula, let me know. Just swipe up and let me know you've completed it. Three levels of why is a uh, really powerful self-introspective routine. This is my top four, by the way. This is actually my real list. Most of my income goes on savings and investing, then car, then house, then education. This house, by the way, is cheaper to live here than it is to uh, own, own my Lamborghini. So that's interesting. Let's talk about that. So three levels of why goes like this. Let's talk about car because that's kind of interesting. Car. The question is, why do I spend my, so much money on car? Why do I spend the second, my second biggest expense is car? Why? Answer the question. Then Why? And then, if you can believe this, why? <laughs> Let me explain this. <clears throat> Firstly, car. Let me tell you why I spend my second most ex biggest expense is car. The reason is, it gives me a sense of achievement, accomplishment, success. There are certain things that people do and people experience in their own lives. Everyone's different. Everyone's got a different list. Certain things that people, you feel, you, it brings you alive. You come alive. You feel inspired. For me, driving is one of them. Putting the music on, pulling up the lights, you feel good. So it's, a, it's a sense of my uh, achievement, it inspires me. The question is, why does it do that? This is what the second why is. Why do I feel a sense of achievement in driving a car? Well, let me answer you. Because when I was a teenager, I looked up to people with nice cars. I thought, if you have a red Ferrari, you are fucking successful. You are killing the game. I admired that, I respected that, I looked for that, I found that, I went up to the Ferrari owners and I would ask them questions and I said, I'm going to have a Ferrari someday, you watch me, I'm going to get that Ferrari someday, you wait. And I told my friends and I told my family and I told everyone in the whole universe that I was going to have this Ferrari someday, right? The question is, why? Why did I make that association in my mind? Why did I look to the people like that? And why was it so important to me? I got the million other things I could have been focused on. Why? This is the third level why. You see what's happening here? We're going, we're digging deeper. We're digging deep into our psyche to figure out why we do the things we do. So let me tell you my third level why. I moved from a poor school to a wealthier school when I came to Brisbane. And some of the kids, in particular, some of the girls who got dropped off at that school and who I were, was quite infatuated with at the time, had very nice cars. They had, their parents had the latest Mercedes, had the latest BMWs and all this kind of thing, right? We had a Toyota Corolla. And as a kid, I didn't know better. I thought in my mind that like, having a Toyota Corolla meant that I was not as good. It meant that I was an outcast. It meant that I didn't fit in. It meant that I, didn't, well, I wasn't in with the group. I wasn't with the cool kids. And I was so embarrassed about this Toyota Corolla that I would have my mum drop me around the corner so that I didn't have to get dropped at the front gates and so that no one would see me get out of this Toyota Corolla. I had so much embarrassment and shame. I didn't want people to know what was going on here, I had so much embarrassment that she had to drive me around the block. And I was so resentful, I was a little ungrateful shit, right? I was so resentful to it that I said, 
fuck this shit. When I have kids, we're having the best cars. I said, when I grow up, I'm having the best cars. I'm getting the best cars. This is the worst thing in my life. And it was such a pain point for me as a kid, and it created such a big void in my life that it become a value. In my adulthood, it become a value. And so I'm attracted to cars. I have nice cars. I love nice cars. It, it's become a value of mine. Your voids become your values. And if you know where they originate, by taking the time to do your list and go three levels of why, you have a new perspective of your life. You have a new understanding of why you do the things that you do. And that can be very, very, very powerful. Because once you know those uh, initiator voids, once you know those initial pain points, and it usually happened in childhood at some time, once you know them and you dissect them further and you say, what if I didn't have that pain point as a kid and play out your life like that? What if I didn't have that pain point? Then what? Then I wouldn't have associated nice cars with making money and then I wouldn't have had such a drive to make money and I wouldn't have such a drive to learn how to trade and invest and grow wealth. I wouldn't have infinite prosperity. I wouldn't be teaching. I wouldn't be here. And when you do your three level wise with the top things that you spend your money on, you have a holy shit moment. You see that the whole thing was, the whole thing was part of the journey. You see exactly why you do what you do and you have gratitude for that. And so to the girls who I was infatuated with as a kid, Thank you to them for playing that role. To their parents who had the nice cars, thank you to them. To my parents who had the Toyota Corolla, thank you. To, it's a thank you all the way along because you see that it was all part of the journey. It's a thank you. When you have those real thank yous for your life and your journey and your upbringing, when you have a real gratitude there, oh golly, you got the power. You make anything on the fucking planet happen when you got the gratitude. <laughs> anyway, that kind of concludes the lesson. I, I, I went off on a little tangent. It's getting quite long. There's a level four and a level five why as well. And that's when we go and talk about uh, gestation and uh, conception, which cars played a role in that for me as well. But that, that could be getting a little bit too deep for Instasnap. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. If you got something from it, please let me know. But I will say this, this is kind of important, right? If you can go through your entire list and dissect your entire life and find out exactly what the initial pain points were, the voids, and you dissolve them and dissect them, and you break through those initial things, you can rearrange that order. Because with wealth, what happens is this, people have these massive big long lists, saving and investing is right down the bottom because they have unfinished business in their childhood, they have unresolved pains and hurts and resentments and charges that's scattering them up the top of their list. So in adulthood, they realize they want wealth, they want options, they want freedom, they want power, they want the fucking wealth. But they haven't properly worked through all the stuff. So what happens is wealth really isn't that important because this is their first priority. The items at the top of the list is a reflection of really what you're spending your money on. And deep down, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that and it's more important in your spiritual journey, if that's what you want to call it, it's more important for you to resolve that shit first. For more lessons like this, be sure to subscribe to my podcast. And if you prefer video tutorials, online courses, and even workshops, head over to my education portal at www.lewismocker.com and register for a free account. I really appreciate you listening to this brief lesson and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.